What gives a place its sense of place? How is it that some books make you feel like you have actually traveled somewhere, visited a particular town and time? What distinguishes music with a strong regional flavor from a generic top 40 hit? And what's the difference between a chili dog from your hometown and a chili dog from mine? All these little things add up to one big question. Where are y'all from? beverage tonight i do stone ipa um i'm drinking an ipa too stone is the most magical beer of course it's when you've been to the magical brewery in escondido it makes the beer even even better it's like disney for adults it really is i'm drinking an ipa from uh the jackalope brewery which is a nashville brewery uh, owned and actually probably even run by all women. And this beer is called Thunder Ann. And I'll read the back of the can here. Rough and tough was Thunder Ann, took Davy Crockett as her man. She wrestled bears and lassoed snakes, baked alligators into cakes. Her legend lives inside this brew with water, hops, and barley too. So drink it up and drink it well. Like Thunder Ann, go give them hell. Nice. Only in Nashville. I know, right? How many struggling musicians do you think have set that to music? <laughs> I know. This is Shauna Leah Allen, as I knew her for a long time before she was Shauna Huff or Mrs. Huff to one and all, as she is now. Shauna grew up in London, Kentucky, where she provided comedic genius in many a school drama production. She's a graduate of Eastern Kentucky University and got her master's degree from Georgetown College. She has nearly two decades of teaching experience under her belt. She taught in Fayette County Public Schools for many of those years, and now she teaches second grade in Owen County. On a personal note, I've known Shauna since seventh grade, and I learned early on that you want to be careful consuming any sort of beverage in her proximity because 100% you are going to snort laugh it out of your nose. So just fair warning to listeners out there. Um, one of my favorite memories of Shauna, I actually have pictures of, and I can tell it, but you kind of have to be there. Um, we had cut up a pair of my jeans to make cut off shorts. Yeah. And she took one of the, she took one of the pieces we had cut off and made a little hat out of it and spent an hour walking around the house going, do you want fries with that? Do you want fries with that? And um, it, I've never laughed so hard in my adult life. Although that was, that was high school. We actually were roommates for two years as grown ass adults uh, in our twenties living in Lexington. So that was, that was a whole other kind of fun. But uh, anyway, we are glad to be living back in the same state. Listeners can't see Shauna, but we've always said she looks like Sandra Bullock until you meet her sister, Krista. And then you're like, no, she looks like Sandra Bullock. So there you have it, Hollywood. If you ever need to cast Sandra Bullock some sisters, we have got you covered. So <laughs> does that about do it? Have I left anything out? In I the think way of that was phenomenal. And I thank you so much for all of that. Thank you for having me on. As you said earlier, I do listen. I have listened to them all. They're fun to listen to. I love to hear Holly. How fun was she? <laughs> Holly's another uh, vintage London 
voice on here. Yes. We've got but she long... doesn't have an accent like I do. No, and we'll cover that. We always talk about accents. In fact, in our pilot episode, I, when Chris and I were talking about why I had more of an accent than he did, and we were kind of speculating, and I said, you know, I think some of it has to do with who we were friends with and whose yes. houses we spent time in, and your house was the one I was thinking about particular mm-hmm. that yeah, I spent a lot of time around your family with you and your mom and Krista, and mm-hmm. I think I picked up the Bullock Drive. Uh, Wait a minute, just, she, she lived on Bullock Drive? I just put that together. Yes. I don't she think I put that together either. Wow. Bullock oh, Drive. yeah. What? what? We just got yeah. there. Man. Well, in any case, so we, Chris and I have talked about London and Holly talked about London, but I think everybody has a little bit different experience of London based on even just what part of town you live in and where you yeah. went to elementary school. So talk about your London. Pretend we've My never- London was, I lived smack dab in the middle of London. Up by where the hospital used to be, up on, on hospital. On the hill. That's if right. You ever ask if anybody ever asked me where do you live, I would say up by the hospital, and people would know where I lived. Um, lived there my whole life. I moved there when we were three months old. Mom still lives there. You knew that she's still in the same house there on Bullock Drive. We I went to London Elementary, which was the the main school. I mean, because it was right in the middle of town. And unlike a lot of people in London, you grew up in a house full of women. Yes. What's that like? My sister, my mother, and I are like three peas in a pod. So people think I'm flighty, ditzy, wait till you meet my mom. Krista has a more level head on her shoulder, I think. I don't think she's as wild and loud and boisterous as myself but uh yeah we we did everything together and and as you know siblings don't always get along and Krista's five years older than me and I could have possibly admit to being an annoying little sister Chris you were never an annoying little brother were you oh never never there were times that I got on her nerves but when she moved away to college, I really feel like that's when we became closer. Um, and she would come home every weekend and we would do things together. But there for a while, she didn't want anything to do with me. But we're still very close now. My mom is, she was everything. She was the mom. She was the dad. She worked hours and hours. She raised us and she did a good job. And you know what? She's my hero. She beat cancer, not once, but twice. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. My mother has beat cancer twice. So, phenomenal lady. Like a boss. Yeah. Well, and you talk about how people think that you're ditzy and your mom's ditzy. I don't think that's true. I I mean, maybe not ditzy, but just... You're your own... Spastic. No, I'll give you that. You're a little spastic. I liked boisterous. I thought that was a good word. Thank you. You know, I don't remember Krista ever not wanting you around or not wanting us around even when your whole little crew was over there, but maybe I just was there on. No, I, I think it was more elementary school. Oh, uh, okay. And because she would have been, if we were in elementary school, she would have been in middle school. So like, and then I guess she, when she got to high school, of course, a lot of times when she, once she got into high school, she was out ripping and running and running the roads and she had her own friends. But yeah, I, she was very, 
nice to us and she liked it when we were there and she still talks about you all and asks about you all. So yeah, she was, she was kind of like all of our big sister. Run in the roads. I hadn't heard that in a while, but I'm going to bring that and back. Run and run in the roads. <laughs> all roads led to Walmart. Where else would you go in London? Well, we're all um, graduates at the same high school, even if we were in different years. Um, go Jags. Go Jags, that's right. Did you always want to be a teacher or was there a teacher in your life that kind of inspired you and made you want to choose that career path? Okay, let me, the first question, did I always want to be a teacher? I want to say yes and no, and let me explain. Yes, elementary school, I all just, I played school all the time, set my stuffed animals out on the bed, had my textbooks and all that stuff. So in elementary school, 100%, I did. I wanted to be a teacher and I had phenomenal teachers, elementary, middle and high school. Um, but as I got older, middle school, I really don't think, it was junior high when we went, wasn't it? What middle school? That's how old we are. It was called junior high. That's right. Oh, and we're old. Um, yeah. It, but in junior high, I really didn't have a career path. And then as I got older into high school, I thought, who in their right mind would allow me to educate young children? Because as I said earlier, I'm a bit spastic. So I just put that out of my mind. I still wanted to, but I put it out of my mind. And you know what, Aaron? You said to me once, and you might not even remember this. Yes, uh -oh. you. Uh-oh. When you lived, y'all lived on Greenway. Is that what it was? Greenway Drive. Mm -hmm. yeah. We were in high school. I have no clue what we were talking about, what we were doing. We could have been talking about what we're going to be when we grow up. I have no clue. But you looked at me and said, you would be a good kindergarten teacher. Do you remember telling me that? I don't, but it's not surprising because you always have kind of come off as like, somebody who would be really good with kids and somebody who'd be a lot of fun to sit and listen to all day. So you, yeah. you told me that in high school and I had that in the back of my mind, like kept that back there hmm. and I went to college and got a degree in something completely different. Still in the back of my mind, I wanted to do it. I'm like, no, like I said, who's going to trust me with small children. I did nothing with the degree that I had the first degree and worked in retail and was like, no, I got, I got to try. Let me, let me try. And that's what I think everybody should do. Try. It was either that, or I was going to become a famous actress. And so teaching took over. I, I'll, I'll do acting when I um, retire. Your side hustle. Sandra yes. Bullock, beat you, Sandra Bullock beat you to all the good parts. It's the I can be her um, stunt double. That's, there you go. Body double. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't remember saying that to you, but I'm wondering if it's because you were wearing a silly hat and saying, do you want fries with that? And I said, Possibly. Oh. She told me to be a music major. And so we, all we've heard were the success stories. I want to know if there are any, anybody out there, if Aaron Wathen told you to be something that you just really regret, we want to hear about <laughs> and it. And you didn't, you did it and it did not work out. Let us know. <laughs> we'll have a whole episode dedicated to those people. Long. I do remember those years in, that we were living together. We had the apartment in Lexington and you were not real happy with the path you had chosen and yep. you were kind of starting school again. And I was working at a hotel, but thinking about going to grad school. And then I ended up in seminary, seminary. and this was all in the span of like a year. And we talked about having a show. Remember we said we yes. should write a sitcom 
Yeah. That's two. And this was before what was the one two guys, a girl in a pizza place or whatever. This was before yes. that. It was before that came out. Um, we even had an e- an episode written, didn't we? We did. We had this whole thing in our head, but the premise of the show was gonna be these that one of the characters came home every episode wearing a different work uniform and it was never talked about like right. it was just part of the show nobody ever talked about her job nobody ever talked about what she did or quitting a job or getting a new job she was just going to show up every episode wearing a different uniform right and probably at that point in my life that's probably where my mind was going like i'll just do it well, keep doing jobs until i find something i think that's where we both were yeah that's where we both were and I've, I've had this conversation with multiple people lately that that career landscape was so different when we were at that age because internet was kind of still just a thing. So mm-hmm. you couldn't just go find a mentor or just go find an internship or go read somebody's blog about how they got into this world. You had to, if you were interested in something, you had to really go just try it and see yeah. what it was about. Fill out applications by hand with pencil and yeah in person go by and pick up an application yeah so what about the second half of that any uh north laurel high school teachers that actually pushed you there i mean you mentioned aaron but did you have any teachers that inspired you um well let me go back to elementary for sure miss mobley judy mobley my first grade teacher um because you all won't know any of uh, my elementary teachers I went to London. I went to, I started at Johnson where Aaron went, but then I moved okay. to London when we lived on Greenway. So I know. Oh, Aaron. that's right. Okay. So you would have been there. Now was sixth grade there when you went or was it? No, see yeah. junior high old woman here. Okay. So I did have some great teachers, but one that sticks out in my mind is Miss Mobley who, um, she, a phenomenal lady just, and I went to church with her. So I grew up with her my whole life. I've always known her. Um, I, ju- I just think she just instilled in me the love of reading, the love of learning. She made learning fun. So she really sticks out in my mind. I had great teachers. Now, when I think about high school, listen, when I started teaching, I subbed elementary, middle, and high school. Day one of middle school, I said, never again. <laughs> first day of high school, I said, never again. I don't care how much you pay me. Um, So I have muy respect for mucho respect for middle school and high school teachers. Oh, that's just, but we had some good teachers in high school. Mm -hmm. Mr. Wright, he was fun. I adore Judy McNulty. I didn't have her. So you had, um, what is it called? AP. And that one, AP English. Yeah. yeah. I Just had my junior year. I didn't take it my senior year. I had Miss um, Bowling, Darlene Green Bowling. I loved her for English. She was great. I was but, in her class uh, 9-11. That's, where, that's the memory I always have. For who, with who? I was in that class. I was in her class, Miss Bowling. Really? Speaking of, we lived together during that. We did. That's when we were, we were living in that apartment at the time, but yeah, people will always remember that just like our family, our parents remember JFK. Mm -hmm. So this just took a dark turn. No, but when you think about it, our kids or kids nowadays are going to have memories like that of a pandemic. 
Right. They're going to remember what was the last day they went to school that they didn't know it was going to be their last day for a year or what oh, did remember, they? I remember it too. Sure. And I, and I, think, I think, I keep thinking back, if I had known that that was going to be my last day with that group of my babies, mm -hmm. I'd have done things a whole lot different. You know what I'm thinking? Did I, did I hug him? Did I say goodbye to her? Did I tell him I love him? Like there's so many things, the, the what ifs of that day. It was, yeah, I, I will always remember that day. Yeah. But you have been back in school part of this time. Tell us a little bit about what it's been like teaching during a pandemic. And also to add a layer here, you know, Shauna mentioned her mom having beat cancer. Shauna also beat cancer just in the past year and yeah. she was dealing with that while also teaching during a pandemic which is just well, I can't even get I, my head around but tell us about that it was okay so I got diagnosed in June of 2019 and at that point I'm like how am I going to teach like what is this school year going to look like um and my, my district, my superintendent, my principal, everyone I worked with, they were really flexible and really worked with me. And I ended up from August to December, I worked anywhere between two and a half to three days a week while going through chemo, having surgery and going through more chemo. In January of 2020, right before Corona hit, I was doing radiation. I was working five days a week, all day, every day. And I would leave school, go to radiation and come home and go to bed and do the same thing. I did that for six weeks. My last radiation was March 3rd. And the Rona hit, as we lovingly call it, the Rona hit March 11th. So I had literally just finished my treatments. I could go nowhere. I was, my oncologist says, you don't leave your house. So of course there wasn't school and we had to get things prepared for school. And I couldn't be a part of that. I couldn't prepare what I needed for my kids. So for that March to May, everything was online. Um, I couldn't go see my kids. A lot of teachers went and visited their kids, um, like stayed out in the yard or whatever. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I had to stay in the house. I couldn't go much of anywhere. Um, and th that's, that's how that school year ended. And it was very sad. It was a happy time and it was a sad time. Um, but I have cancer free gone. Thank you. But teaching separately, now we're in a whole new school year. And it's still a pandemic and we can't do fun things. We haven't had a field trip all year. I mean, that kids look forward to that. We haven't got to do anything fun. Um, we were virtual for part of the year. Then we came back, all of us crowded together and there was a spike. And then we went away from each other. Then we did the hybrid and now we're back all together again. And it's much better. I can see progress with the kids. They just, for elementary, virtual and online, in my opinion, is just not beneficial for them. Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't cut it. I've got a fourth grader at home. I mean, he's a bright kid. It's not like he struggles with the work, but his grades are just rotten because the emotional labor of having to 
manage your time and your assignments and find everything where it's posted in the I, I don't know how teachers have done it with the complications of technology and you know for kids to have to navigate that every day and they're missing the social part of it That's too the so thing. I think for kids when they don't have like you said the things they look forward to the field trips and recess and activity days and all, all the things that make school put a little bit of joy into school when you don't have any of that and no. you're just home sit, staring at a screen all day all day long like what's the point and, and our lessons weren't live it wasn't like they had to log in at eight and they were on until three all of our lessons were pre-recorded so I would record a week's worth of lessons I would post them on Friday they had all week to watch the lessons and to complete the work but then I would do Google Meets, which was a lot of fun to get to see the kid. And of course, they're like picking their dogs up. Oh, look at my dog or here's my <laughs> favorite toy. And when I would do Google Meets, they were probably supposed to be some sort of educational. But I just let them talk. You know, they've yeah. been stuck inside with their families. I'm a, I'm a new face. I just let them talk. And we would just talk about whatever they wanted to talk about. It was a big social thing. And when I got them back in person for the first few days, I just sat back and just let them be kids. They hadn't been around that many kids since March. You live in Frankfurt now, which is the state capital. I do. I feel like Kentucky has been one of the epicenters of like change and uh, protest and things like, especially with, with Brianna Taylor being killed in Louisville. Has that changed your view of politics or education and politics, living so close to the Capitol there? I, and this is so unfortunate for me, I've, I never really got into politics. And I mean, like when an election would come around, I wouldn't just go willy nilly and just push buttons and vote. I mean, I, I, I would think about issues that were important to me and I would see their stances or their views. Um, so... When all of this in the education system came up, I educated myself and I wanted to learn. I wanted to know what was going on. What are they doing? What are they voting on? How's this going to affect me? And that was a fun day, that rally. Do you remember you helped me write my poster, Aaron? Do. do you remember that? I do. Not in person, but yes, we were, yes. We were exchanging I ideas. Since the message and sure enough, we had it made. I don't remember what you landed on. It was something about how long you could go without a pee break. Eight right? hours without a bathroom break. We can wait you out. That's right. Is what it said. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you want to summarize for our listeners too, what were they voting on again? It, they were trying to finagle a, um, our pension, but they were putting it in with what was it, a sewer bill or something? Something random that- Something. I, you know, I honestly, I just know that I've worked hard. I've put money away and I'm not in it for the income. I'm in it for the outcome. And that is so cliche, but I do work hard and, and I feel like we needed that pension. <laughs> we needed it. The bottom line is that teacher pensions and benefits in general- have been so politicized to intentionally drive a wedge because the the bigger goal is that there are people in office right now and really a whole arm of our political leaders at both state and federal levels their ultimate goal is to defund public education 
that's how we got Betsy DeVos. So one thing we always ask our guests is their favorite food from home. Now, Chris and I have covered Weavers and KFC, and Holly talked about her mammals, chicken and dumplings. But what is your London food that you miss and you can't get anywhere else? Every time we go, Dairy Dart. Every time I'm in London, we hit up Dairy Dart. Which let the people know, also chili dogs. Am I right? Yes. Is that what you get there? Hot dog. Yeah. And their tasty burger's not that bad either. It's That's high bad. praise for London cuisine. It's not that bad. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I went home the first week of April to visit mom and sure enough that's where we went I brought food back for my husband I've got him hooked on it too the weird thing is though dairy dart is pretty much like a sonic with a hometown flair it's not got a yes. chain deal but didn't they just move to a strip mall and it's like they, yes, they it's got, that's yeah. kind of a weird thing I mean yeah, it's, like, it's not the same it's not like if you go to London it's not the same. Like when you talk to people about Dairy Dart, it's like, oh, you know, I remember pulling in the little stalls and yeah. It's, Pushing it's the a little button to order. Flavor, the food is the same. So like Weaver's, Dairy Dart is not at its original location. And you said right. that something about they just moved. I think it was more like 10 or 15 years ago they moved. But yeah, they, they, it used to be a drive-in, like old timey drive-in. They bring the food out to your car and you sit there and eat it by the little order box but um yeah they moved it was to next just to the stockyards you remember yes the, the dairy dart was next to the so you would be eating her foot <laughs> while smelling the stockyards great location for a restaurant it's the circle of life yes <laughs> the circle of life sorry i bust out in song hey, i sing know? all day long and of course we all know and now your listeners know that I can't carry a tune in a bucket. They won't be hearing that because we don't have the budget to license an Elton John song on this uh, podcast. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I shall not sing it. Oh, man. I think you can get away with that little snippet. And you wonder why I said someday 30 years ago that you should be a kindergarten teacher. Was I wrong? I mean, not that you teach kindergarten specifically. I have, though. I know you have. I did for two years. Saying, I saw it. I'm a little bit psychic. I'm just going to put that yeah. out there. But seriously, your hair is adorbs. I'm so Thank proud you. of you. Chemo curl, that's what it's called. I ne never had a curl in my hair, ever. And even when my mom would sponge roll my hair, I don't, you know what I'm talking about, the sponge rollers. Oh, yeah. Even when she would do that, within 10 minutes, it, the curl would fall out. So, yeah, as soon as my hair started growing back after uh, my chemo, I got this curl. When y'all get uh, famous, just remember us little people, okay? <laughs> us little people is six feet tall in case anybody exactly. needs to know. So Love you guys. Time, Love you. Miss you. Bye. Bye.